Right at the Fork is proud to present this episode of the Joy of Drinking podcast. Welcome listeners. Thanks for returning to the Joy of Drinking podcast. My name is Joy Church and I'm your host. And can you believe it is the end of February 2021? How has this happened? So I'm so excited today to be joined by the co-founders of True Tea. This is a new company or new to the public, and I'm so excited to be with the co-founders, Katie Connors. You may know Katie uh, from all over the place. She's a founding member of the Independent Restaurant Alliance of Oregon, and anybody who cares about cocktails absolutely knows her. Anybody that cares about saving our restaurants absolutely knows Katie. And Katherine Harris is the co-owner of Upper Left Roasters. So if you like coffee, you have been in or should have gone in by now. <laughs> Definitely order coffee through Catherine. So they have founded this amazing tea company called True Tea. So thank you to both of you for making the time to be with me today. We're excited to be here. Thank you, Joy. <laughs> thank you. So this is exciting and yay, I got a wonderful drop off of three of the teas. So I will be drinking these while we chat today. So I may, if you hear me mmming and eyeing, that's because I'm drinking some of the fabulous teas that they shared with me. So why don't we start with you, Catherine? So how did you get started with this? How did you and Katie connect to begin this process? How long did, when did the, when did the journey start? Yeah, so the journey started uh, a little over a year ago with Katie and I, Um, you know, before that, being in a restaurant setting um, and in the cafe specifically and and really noticing the um, curiosity around tea, you know, was 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 growing. Yes, we're a coffee roastery, but people were starting to get really excited about a tea company that we were carrying. And I thought, you know, we love coffee. We know coffee. Um, but what about tea? Why are we not exploring tea? Why can't we specialize in tea as well? Um, and so that's where the, really the thought started. And then um, Katie, I've known for a while in the food industry. Uh, as you know, everyone knows Katie and loves Katie. And so she and I got together and I was kind of talking to her about this idea. And she was like, I love tea. I would love to be a part of this. You know, why don't why don't we work together and it can be temporary or it could not be temporary. And we quickly realized that this is not like she is essential to true tea. She is, you know, one of the founders. She's, she's really brought the uh, uniqueness to our tea buying, which is a big part of the brand. Um, so yeah, so now we're here. And so, yeah, but Katie and I, it was January of 2019 so, you know, a month and a half before the pandemic. And so we kind of looked at each other when the pandemic started and we were like, okay, well, I'm going into survival mode. You're going into survival mode. Let's just see what we can do with this. And then we were like, no, this is what's going to get us through. Let's just dive in. So wow. we went for it. <laughs> that is so yeah. impressive that in the midst of a pandemic, you've created this company and it's real and it's fully realized. And here I am drinking it. And by the way, so I am starting with the Genmacha and it's roasty toasty as I have, I expected it to be, but the smell is fantastic. The color is a beautiful kind of yellow hue. It's very appealing. I'm already thinking of, you know, 
Ooh, reading a good book while drinking this. So thank you for that. <laughs> it smells great. I haven't sipped it yet, but I'm very excited to. The smell is fantastic. My cat is over here very intrigued by this wonderful smell. <laughs> so Katie, so you are just a natural tea drinker, it sounds like. This comes naturally to you. Yes, I mean, I've been drinking tea my whole life, um, and I absolutely adore it. I think, you know, I am a huge fan of beverages in general, and tea to me, um, the practice of drinking tea, the practice of brewing tea, and also just the history behind tea and, and the traditions behind it really um, fascinate me, and I'm also really into um, herbs, so that sort of, you know, gets lumped into that, um, and it also has amazing medicinal and health benefits, so you can't really go wrong. Um, I think it only, you can only find really, it's once you start exploring down the pathways, you start realizing they just get more and more interesting um, and as do the flavors. So yeah, it's, it's a fascinating thing and I love being able to explore it. I'm so thankful to Catherine to be able to sort of like partner up and really be able to explore it as a business venture as well. So it's sort of a, a passion turned business venture. And so Katie, did you anticipate that this would just be a fun temporary project or from the beginning, were you hoping that it would turn into what it is today? Yeah, I mean, so at first it was like sort of a consultant basis and I was really sort of helping Catherine um, solidify the way, like not only the, just the idea of the brand and, and how um, the sourcing would take place. And then the further that I got into it, the, like in the relationships that we started developing with our small farmers, it just became really obvious that um, I was, you know, I was really invested in it. Um, I think that having those relationships and making sure that they were fruitful and um, sort of equal was was really interesting um, to go alongside the, the idea that it was a phenomenal product. And so just sort of seeing those connections and then being able to see the brand as it developed, it was just, it, it became, and the partnership that Catherine and I had and how that developed, it all sort of just like came hand in hand. Um, and it just became really exciting, really fast. And it took a year, but you know, here we are. I mean, a year is nothing in general. Yeah. But in the times of a pandemic, it's miraculous that you're able to do this. So, Catherine, in terms of the formulation of the relationships with tea growers and tea estates, was that something that you already had in your network or how did that come about? You know, I know what I am good at and I know what I'm not. And so what I know that I needed to partner with someone and really let their uh, ability to source um, come through. And so that's Katie's realm. I, you know, I understand. I love tea. Um, I love uh, the industry uh, of cafes and restaurants and I love the people and I love branding and I love connecting and relationships and all that but I knew that you know really the missing uh, piece too was was Katie and um, her expertise in sourcing and finding farmers. That's incredible to me. So Katie, did you already have people in your network? I mean, we're talking that, you know, I mean, tea is a global piece. So this isn't something that's like, oh, we're going to find some amazing Darjeeling in Nebraska, <laughs> you know? So how did that work for you to, to find the right people? I, well, at first it started it's, as a complete sort of bookworm, bookworm situation where I was researching essentially 
you know, where was the best places to source certain kinds of tea? Um, and, you know, we first landed in Japan and we started there. And I just sort of, honestly, I social media stalked the hell out of tea cafes all over the world, tea farmers all over the world, and just started to find certain sequences um, and just sort of like crazy, sort of like lost myself in dark wormholes of Instagram and Facebook and Google and Google Maps and like a lot of just like digital craziness, especially since the pandemic. So um, I actually had a trip planned to Japan in April with my cousin Delia um, to go visit our farmers in Japan that we were thinking about working with who actually began my chat. So you're about to drink from that farm. It's a seventh generation farm um, out of Kyoto. And they have this beautiful tea house, rolling hills of, of tea bushes, and produce the most phenomenal sencha and gamacha I've ever tasted. Um, but I found them via Instagram, which is crazy. And in that sort of, you know, if you look at different companies that are sort of trying to rebuild um, these different sort of pathways, you know, there's Diaspora Spice Company, who they also, um, they're amazing. We use their turmeric and our golden milk. Um, but she also sort of started on a digital, like digitally finding farmers. So it's kind of, it's a new world. Um, and us millennials are sort of taking advantage of those, of those communication channels. That is incredible. I think that the, you know, social media stalking is real and absolutely necessary. Um, <laughs> uh, Catherine, you had something you wanted to add. Yeah, just, uh, the, from the very beginning, the part of the mission, part of True Tea's mission, is to buy direct from the farm as much as possible. Um, and and if we're not, then who we're working with is buying direct from the farm. And we know we know about the farm through that third party, but that's a very small percentage of of our buying. Um, so yeah, that's really exciting. And then with our herbs, I knew that, I mean, being here and working in the industry here in Portland, um, the restaurant industry, and seeing the amazing local farms that we had, it was really important to me to find um, local farmers for our, for some of our herbs. And so, Joy, you will be drinking the Tulsi blend, which is going to be Tulsi, which is also called holy basil, and then also um, lemon balm. And both of those herbs are grown right down the street in Corbett. Oh, that's amazing. It smells yeah. so good. It yeah, really it smells like a cocktail to me. It smells like a yeah. Negroni, I think, doesn't it? It has a lot of complexity. There's a lot of minerality to it. It's also knowing that when, when we source directly from farmers, we know how fresh that product is. All, all of our farmers grow on a seasonal basis. These are not commodity farms. So that freshness, that sort of like crazy body that you're getting from an herbal tea, which is usually, I mean, the herbal tea is like sort of like a meh, like something that's like on the menu that just is there at a default. Rather, these teas are there with a lot of presence and a lot yeah. of identity. I mean, this Tulsi blend, it smells amazing. And the taste, it's, um oh, it's so complex. It's sort of, ha it's a luxurious mouthfeel, which does surprise me. You know, I don't tend to go to herbals because I do think of them as kind of meh, kind of flat typically. Uh -huh. But this really has a great mouthfeel and it has a um, kind of a, at the front end, a kind of a cantaloupe, a melon, like a very ripe melon, which is fantastic. It smells so, so good. Oh my gosh, I'm in love with it already. So Catherine, so, you know, there are a lot of tea companies out there. 
So I'm sure to get into this game, you know, gave you pause. And so you've got some, you know, unique propositions here. But can we go back a little bit and talk, and you mentioned it already, but talk about your mission and, and maybe what your future goals are. Yeah, our our mission is to connect drinkers to farmers uh, and also doing that through telling the story of the farmers. And we want to support farms direct as much as we can. And we want to work with farms that empower the people that work at the farms. And um, Katie was able to find this incredible partnership, which she can um, elaborate on um, in India. And um, it is uh, woman owned and operated uh, in India, the farm. And that is extremely rare. So, you know, I think we, we feel like we're contributing in a positive way to the industry when we source this way. And that is essential to the future as well for True Tea to stay focused in that way. Right. And your lineup is already very large. I was surprised. I'm like, oh my gosh, how have they done this? <laughs> this is really, it's really... I know all of a sudden we were like, we've we've 12 teas. Right. And we were like obsessed with every single one of them. And they're so distinctive and they're so beautiful. And they all have like, yeah, that's what we really wanted too was, was we just kept tasting teas and we we're like, oh, this is true tea. We knew when we would taste a certain tea that this is what we knew represented, um, you know, the brand. And so, Catherine, the name true tea, was it just a yeah. natural, like, of course we're calling it true tea, or what did that process look like? I'm always intrigued by how people, you know, come to a name. It's such a big decision. Totally. It's so different, everyone's process. Um, mine is just like when it, when, so I'll take like, like I did the same thing with upper left where I'll like write down like a list of names and then I'll like look at them and read them and maybe, maybe go with a couple that I like. And then I'll start saying them out loud a lot. And then once it kind of like rings and then also true tea, as you say it, you're like, Ooh, that, that sounds good. That that's great. And then it also is like, it was like, wait, we're, we're true to what we're doing. We're, yeah, it's very, it just made sense. Yeah. I mean, it really so. just, you know, it's very memorable. It's easy to say, mm. you know, <laughs> but sometimes, you know, because sometimes with brands, right there, they have an amazing story and a, and a great name, but you can't pronounce it. So therefore you don't talk about it because, you know, you're thinking, I'm yep. not saying yeah. it right. So then, you know, you don't get that word of mouth to sell your product because people don't want to say the name because they feel dumb. <laughs> so I really appreciate you calling true tea. Totally resonates. Yeah. I can say it. Everyone understands it. That's awesome. <laughs> so Good. Katie, uh, Catherine mentioned that you uh, found a woman owned farm in India. So yes. uh, what kind of social media stalking did that take to find this person? <laughs> Months. Months. Months of social media. So I knew, I knew that, you know, as we know, I, in cultures all around the world is that I'm um, especially in a state culture, a Tia state culture, um, you find that women are almost always the pickers. So they're the ones out in the fields picking the leaves and then processing the leaves, but they are never running the fields, running the, like the processing plants, running the estate. Um, and 
going forth. And, and also, I truly believe in small business and I truly believe in women owned businesses and, and communities of color and just thinking of how um, these businesses support their communities in a much more holistic, in a, in a holistic sense. So um, I started looking in India and it took months and months and months of just really combing through all of the different estates um, and found an estate finally um, in Darjeeling, India, which is a 12,000 acre estate just right underneath the Himalayas. Um, and it is third generation women owned, women run. So this woman named Sonia runs it now and she took over from her mother and her mother took it over from her mother who had taken over the estate in the early 1970s during crazy communist uprisings that were happening all throughout India. And um, they not only are women owned, but they also have women that are running the fields, they're running all of the different aspects of leadership on the estate itself. This estate is not, not only that, but it is also fully organic, um, is fully sort of, uh, they're very environmentally conscious and they're an elephant reserve, which is just so cool. Um, and when they are, a lot of the times you look at estates and you see complete, just all tea bushes. And it is sort of, it's hard for ecologically to maintain a lot of diversity if you're just doing tea bushes everywhere. And you look at this estate and it's not, it's tea bushes underneath these beautiful trees that have like monkeys hanging from branches. And it's just, and it shows in the tea, that Earl Grey that you're going to drink is from that estate. So, um, and it, it's just, and they make the most beautiful tea. We use three of their teas so that we do the Himalayan second flush. We do the Earl Grey. And then one of their teas is also in our breakfast blend. Oh, fantastic. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm sure that you're both very excited to travel to meet the farmers that you're already working with, but to meet them in person. So let me know if I can tag along. Um, <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh my gosh, this is great. So you said the Earl Grey is from Sonia. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Earl Grey. I don't know why it resonates with so many of us. I think the name somehow, just Earl yeah. Grey in general, and then it's delicious, of course. So Katie, you mentioned growing up drinking tea. So what was your original tea as a kid? Earl Grey. Actually. Earl Grey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, you know, I, we're about to put up our bio page, and I think the first sentence is Katie grew up with, yeah, it was Earl Grey with milk and sugar and toast and, like, strawberry jam. And that was, like, my go-to snack um, all throughout, you know, my, like, middle school, high school, college years. Um, and then finally I found matcha, and then matcha was my complete go-to. And I also, I mean, I go back and forth between coffee and black tea in the morning, um, but... A huge part of True Tea and the way that we sourced and what we were looking for was finding a mix of amazing tea that you would have never known before, but also tea that you've thought that you knew, like Earl Grey and Genmaicha, um, or like Tulsi or, or an herbal, and have it be super surprising. Um, something that you haven't tasted before. Um, Earl Grey can be overdone in, in certain instances, and you think that you know exactly what you're going to taste. But this Earl Grey and the same thing with our Gemmaicha. Gemmaicha is um, the green tea that most people drink. It's like when you're drinking sushi, it's going to be the, the tea that's served to you. Um, the Gemmaicha that we have, I think, is, is outstanding. And that's sort of, that's how we like to navigate. You know, when we're picking our teas, that's, that's how we navigate that process. Right. And 
you know, I think the Earl Grey piece, drinking it here, you know, it doesn't have that intense, overly perfumed bergamot. So you, the, 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 it tastes like the tea comes forward first versus that typical like, oh, overly done that makes you think you should steep it for less time or add extra milk or something to it because it's so it's so grandma perfume. Uh-huh. And this does not have that. So that is very refreshing that it's unique in that way. And so, Catherine, what about you? What of the what of your teas are you gravitating towards? At least this week. I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that about the Earl Grey. Because that that you just said what all the conversations that Katie and I have been having about it. And it's like, you see us, Joy. You see us. You see what we're trying to do. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, for me, I drink matcha now every day. Um, I think with true tea, before we even started, I think I, I had to be curious about tea for a reason. And I realized over the last year that, you know, I love coffee. I, I drink coffee every day, but I was drinking too much coffee. And I'm like, why do I feel kind of weird? Why am I, why is this like anxiety a little bit higher? And then you're going through a pandemic and you're like, I think I actually need to reevaluate how much caffeine I'm consuming. And I think I need to take a little bit better care of my body. And so then with tea, you get a little bit of caffeine, but then you also get the health benefits with it. And so I feel like the tea was just like a natural kind of progression. Um, But as far as what I drink, it's all of them. I mean, they're so, (laughs) they're so good, but matcha every day. I, I love, yeah, I really like matcha, a matcha latte. Oh, that sounds great too, right? There's so many ways you can adapt teas as well, which is really fun. I think sometimes mm-hmm. people think, oh, I'm just supposed to steep it and just drink it. It's like, well, you can add milk, do all kinds of things with it. I'm, I'm going to try some of these in cocktails tonight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that can be kind of fun too, I think. You probably have tried this already, but I'm intrigued by these very, very much. So I know part of your mission is that you're very community focused as well which I think is wonderful. Um, Catherine, would you like to chat about that a little bit with that, with the listeners? Yeah. As far as community focus, you know, we've touched on our the sourcing and buying and how we connect with the farms and how we support them. I think with Katie and I, when we're given a platform, we naturally want to do something. We want to make, do some, make some change with it. So with True Tea, we know that we want to create a community. We want people to be able to drink tea together and share their stories. And, and we're kind of figuring out right now, like, you know, what, which organizations are we going to be partnering with? And um, I think we're naturally just drawn to supporting other women. Um, and so can we create a company that then uses the platform to support, you know, other other women and so we're just trying to figure out right now like exactly what what that will mean um you know as katie's mentioned finding women operated uh or women owned tea farms that's huge and then you know the the final cup you know people consuming that cup um how do we create a community um around tea in that way and so we're really excited to grow that yeah this is so exciting i mean there's just so many avenues to take the company wherever you want to go with it, I think, you know, is mm-hmm. really, I, I hope it's exciting, probably a little daunting as well, but yeah. It is. I do. Yeah. I do feel like though, naturally that Katie, Katie, Katie does a great job with this with the independent restaurant Alliance and just in her day to day, but you know, she wants to give 
other uh, women their voice. And you know this too by just being friends with her. And I'm the same and, and surrounding myself too with really uh, strong women and like wanting to lift them up. And I think that by us representing true tea and then giving people and women like you can do it whatever you want to do you can do and we can talk about it over a cup of tea or you can follow our journey or you can just enjoy that tea while you're dominating another industry that has nothing to do with tea you know but it's all connected right absolutely and so we are getting near on time already this has been so much fun i hope that you'll come back to the joy of drinking as your journey continues and morphs and changes but i want to make sure that listeners know how they can access your teas at this point katie Mm. will you take it away yeah so you can find our website is trueteapdx.com where you can see our full lineup of teas and also read a little bit more in depth about all of the farmers that we partner with Um, and then also our instagram is going to be as what is is it true tea pdx i think it is is. (laughs) i think it is (laughs) yes so people can access you that way that is great and you said you've got what a dozen varieties that people can already purchase. This is outstanding. I mean, I'm so shocked that you've been able to do this and you know, it's ready for people to purchase and take home and drink and uh, wow, in such a short amount of time, it's very impressive. And also, you know, listeners, March is Women's History Month. So we'll give a shout out to, to women, women entrepreneurs, women owners of great businesses, um, you know, women do rule the world as we all know. Uh, so this will be air in February, the last, the well, on Monday, because February is very short. But uh, so this is a great kickoff to Women's History Month as well to, to honor women and all the great work that we do uh, in food and beverage and, and running the world. Um, so Catherine, are there some last things that you would like listeners to know about True Tea? I think that Our goal, and we have ambitions as a woman-owned and operated company to grow. That is our goal. Um, Direct-to-consumer will be our focus, Um, but we have collaborated with New Seasons Market, and we plan to grow into other states, and, um, you know, I, I, yeah, I think that that's important, you know, to note what our goals are long-term as far as what we envision the company and like where we envision kind of existing. Exactly. I mean, I think this is very exciting and like amazing. Again, I think it's just incredible that you're in this incredible startup and you're already, you know, plotting your next steps. I mean, I would love to see true tea storefronts, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that would be great as if the two of you have time to make that happen. But that would be very exciting. I think there are a lot of listeners who would love to walk into your tea shop, you know, and hang out and try taste all the teas and, and spend the day with the two of you. Uh, Katie, any last words from you today? No, I'm just really excited to be able to get this amazing product in people's hands. And, um, you know, if anyone has any questions about tea or wants to talk about tea, you can also find Catherine and I tagged into our social as well. So um, we're just really excited to grow this community. And thank you, Joyce, so much for having us. This is always such a pleasure to be hanging out with you. 
Oh, gosh, that is so kind of you. So listeners, we're going to sign off and please do send comments and questions my way. I'm happy to direct them to True Tea. And if you've got comments and feedback about the podcast, please send those to me. I always want to hear your feedback. You can find me at the Joy of Drinking podcast on Instagram. And you can also email me at jcplayswithfood at gmail.com. So thanks to the two of you. I'm so excited to I'm going to go off in my own corner and drink the rest of these teas, start making some cocktails with them this afternoon. (laughs) And listeners, thank you so much for being with us again. And we will see you in March. Thanks, everyone. The Joy of Drinking podcast is produced by Joy Church, executive produced by Chris Angeles and Court Johnson in association with Right at the Fork.